0: Hi guys, welcome back to the second podcast episode of What the Fuck Are We Doing? Um, I'm really excited to start recording again and kind of take all the feedback that y'all gave us. So thank you so much again for everyone who listened and gave us this powerful feedback because we're really excited to make it better
1: and talk about, you know, the things that you want to hear. And yeah, so... Yeah, and another thing to note is that we actually changed up the name a bit so it's still what the f are we doing but we've added adulting on your own terms so we feel like that sort of encompasses everything that we're going to be talking about um i know it could evolve but that's sort of our goal at this point point. and yeah like carly said thanks for all of your feedback we got a lot of good stuff from family friends listeners
0: yeah and uh sorry for all the cursing on my part i need to watch that <laughs>
1: But this time, we'll try to improve it a little bit, and we have a really interesting topic today, which sort of is kind of the root of everything, in our opinions. So today, we're going to talk about fear and how to sort of overcome it.
0: Yeah, because obviously, you know, everything we encounter in life is a side effect of fear. You know, it it, it Mm -hmm. comes in every form and everything, but kind of, we kind of touched on it last episode, just how fear is the one thing that's really stopping you originally was holding us back that holds everyone back from doing whatever they want whatever that may be so we kind of just want to go into it in a little more depth and talk about it and how to overcome it as you know as most realistically as possible so you can do the things you want to do and you can live this life and adults on your own terms like we were just saying Mm -hmm. so I guess Lil do you want to tell us what your biggest fear was when you kind of decided to leave your very secure job and very secure lifestyle to do your own thing?
1: So my biggest fear at the onset of everything was actually the act of actually quitting the job. So it's really interesting because... Even when you're in a position where you are not necessarily so happy, it's still hard to go up to the people you work with and say, I'm leaving. Yeah. It's, it's really not an easy thing to do. Like, peace out. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you're, when you're an integral part to everything and you've made friendships and things, it's really hard to actually leave. Kind of like your community, like a group of friends. And, and maybe for some people it's not like that, but it's always hard to go up and say, I'm leaving. But along with that, I was really worried about financial security because when I first had this thought of going off on my own and freelancing and developing sort of a client base and and working for myself... I had no idea about all of the, you know, different things you have to worry about. You have to manage your own invoices, your taxes, your finances, which we'll talk more about in later episodes, but also just getting enough clients to make enough money to survive, especially because I live in New York City. The cost of living is very high here, as you all know, and, you know, expenses really do add up, and so, yeah, I was super nervous about about making ends meet with client, not having enough clients, that kind of thing.
0: I mean, it's scary, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It was really scary and I think if you guys you guys may have heard in our last podcast we mentioned a book called The Art of Nonconformity. He talks about this kind of thing of like how it's hard to break that norm and and if you're not feeling financially secure and you've never done it before, it's a whole new ballgame. But he also wrote a book called The Side Hustle, which is in a way sort of what I was doing because I started to build my clients while I was in my full-time job. So I'd go home at night and use my lunch break as well to actually do a lot of outreach and, and sort of develop a little bit of a base so that when I went, when I inevitably left, I knew I had some sort of security there.
0: So is that, would you say, the main thing that kind of led you to overcome that fear, knowing that there were other ways to make money and other ways to, you know, build an income, even if it's on the side, you know, so was it mostly the side hustles that gave you that security?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I think, yeah, definitely, because I'm the kind of person who likes to have a plan. You know, we have... Our plan in high school, you're prepping for college. You're taking the SAT, the ACT. You're wanting to get into the best schools. And then suddenly you're in school and it doesn't seem like that even mattered. And then suddenly you're graduating and you're from college. And you're, you're
0: like, oh, wait, why did college even matter? And it's like yeah, yeah. And our whole lives we've been trained to follow this step and to know your next plan. And, yeah, it's great. You know, you should have short-term goals, long-term goals, all of that. But a lot of people don't know their plan, either directly after college, during college, which was – For me, that was my case, which we'll go into later. But a lot of times when you have a job already, Mm
1: -hmm. you're
0: like, okay, well, what's the next step? Yeah. If you're not happy at this job, which is the case for more people than not.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think society sort of makes you feel inadequate if you don't have that plan. Yeah. Like even sometimes now I'll look at my friends who are in nursing school or who are in, you know, studying to be doctors or lawyers, the kind of more traditional things, but, you know, traditional routes. At the same time, these traditional routes are good for them and they're really excited about it, but you can sometimes feel a little bit overwhelmed and like, why am I not feeling the way they are? Why am I not You mean because you don't
0: have like a specific set plan like them? Yeah,
1: exactly. Sort of like a path that directly leads you to success, kind of taking the road less traveled. Yeah, and for sure. And
0: there's pros and cons to everything. You know, there's some days I wake up and I'm like, oh, for sure. Like, I don't need a plan. It's all good. Like, I'm going to do whatever I want. And then other days I'm like, Oh my God, like I'm gonna lose my client. Then what? Yeah. And then what?
1: Yeah. Yes, there's always an opportunity, there's always a chance that you might lose a client or that you might lose a steady source of work. And that's kind of how freelancing is it's, it's come and go. Yeah. But the fact that you have the power to go out there and do outreach and find new work and find new and exciting things to do and you're not stuck to doing the same thing every single day is something that really excites me. And yeah. so le- that fear propelled me to a point where I was able to learn that. Which I didn't really realize before. Yeah, no, it's good. So, so going off of that, for me to summarize, my biggest fear was definitely financial security. But I know your fears were a bit different. But we can all relate to what exactly were were your fears? Were you afraid of kind of how people would perceive you and what they would, you know, say when you said, "Yeah, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm not going to go and work in New York City in a, in yeah. a skyscraper and do this." <laughs> whatever you know yeah I think for me
0: kind of we, we sort of talked about it but it was senior fall of college and all my professors and all my friends and my parents and my everyone I know everyone I knew and know were, were like oh well what are you what are you gonna do what, what, what are you gonna start applying to jobs where do you want to live I had no idea like I I don't know if I had less of an idea than the average person. I think a lot of people don't actually know what they want to do and still don't throughout their entire adulthood. You know, I don't know if we're necessarily meant to do one specific thing like society tells us. But mm-hmm. I was so paralyzed by this idea of what's my life purpose? Like I had no idea. I've always been I've always been a person with many interests and all of that, but I had no idea what I could really see myself doing as a full-time job. I couldn't – I had no idea. And it's scary because everyone around you – is going to these job fairs and applying to all these jobs. And I I maybe applied to like one job, two jobs, Mm -hmm. because I couldn't even get myself to do it because I was, I guess, scared of kind of not knowing my journey. But also I was even more scared of falling into, for me, what felt like a trap of getting into a corporate job or a very businessy job that I knew would not be right for me. I I just I I was scared of both of those things. And then I guess another fear attached to that was scared of my options given the situation. Yeah, so I was scared of the options that I didn't think that there were options. You know, I was like, well, I don't know what I want to do. I don't I don't want to move to New York like was kind of expected of me to do. I don't I didn't want to move to any city I didn't want to I guess which seems silly, but, like, I didn't want to do any, you know, work or any job. And people were kind of like, oh, sorry, like, that's reality. And, like, to some degree, yeah, like, you need to work, obviously. But I also, I really wanted to travel, and I wanted to find a way to make money on my own terms. And I just, I didn't know that that was an option yet. So I think I was really scared of the lack of the lack of options that seemed available to me. Mm-hmm. And then scared of finding happiness in those very limited options. So yeah, I don't know if there was one big fear, just kind of all those kind of blending together. But Mm -hmm. it was a lot of fear. It's just the unknown, I would say. The fear of the unknown is really as exciting as it is. And, you know, we'll talk about that. And we both thrive off of that because there's so much opportunity from it. Um, It's it's scary. And it's human nature to kind of wonder what's next.
1: Would you say that at that point, in your life, when you were kind of questioning all these things and and feeling all this fear of like not knowing what what options you had, but knowing that you didn't want to do the traditional path and and sort of do work at these jobs, were, would you say that you didn't really have many outlets that were that you knew about at least that were preaching these kind of alternative lifestyles?
0: Yeah, no, not really at all. You know, my family's amazing, but all of them. I mean, my dad is an entrepreneur, but he still is a very kind of businessy outlet my my sister has kind of been at the same job that she interned at has been you know building that ladder which is amazing and my mom works at a really corporate job so they they understood my concern um, and they supported me in, in you know trying to explore my options and but per, no I feel like at the University at University of Florida and any big school really they don't really encourage going off on your own and I'd talked about doing a gap year and my favorite teacher ever who is still, she's amazing. She was kind of like, I would not recommend that. Mm. And I really valued her opinion. And I was like, Oh my God, like she's one of the smartest people I know. And she's telling me not to do this. And every other professor and every other person I'm meeting is telling me, Oh, sorry, it's time to start working. You know, the fun is over. And I'm like, you're you're right. That's like, who who do I think I am kind of to, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: to, to not just start working. So yeah. I didn't I didn't really have any outlets until Lily showed me this. She shared cuz we were both kind of struggling senior year of college and we're like oh my god
1: like
0: <laughs> shit sh- sh- sh-。like whatever. And so she she shared this TED Talk with me which huge game changer for both of us. Like I don't I don't know if I would be doing what I'm doing without this without this TED Talk. But <laughs> um it's
1: pretty it's, powerful. It's
0: it's amazing. So thanks a million again to Lily for showing it to me. It's by this woman named Emily Wapnick, who she has this blog now called The Putty Tribe, and she coined this term multi-potentialite. So she has this TED Talk where she is talking about this exact struggle that I'm telling you guys and that I was feeling so deeply and was so paralyzed by. And she, she starts it off kind of like, oh, you know, your whole life people are asking you, what are you going to be when you grow up?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she she also felt so paralyzed by that question. She's like, I don't know, you know, like, I I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Yet we're, we're, we're trained to thinking that we're supposed to know what we want from day one. And that's not realistic for a lot of people. It is for some people, you know, there's a lot of people who know when they're 10 years old, they want to be a doctor and are, and that's, that's amazing. But I can't say that that's the case for me or Lily or, or, or uh, this woman. And So she basically, you should all, you should all watch this TED Talk. If you just type in multi-potentialite TED Talk, you'll find it. It's really, really encouraging knowing that somebody else who is, you know, very successful now went through that same struggle and that same kind of process of figuring out that you don't need to have one life's purpose, kind of.
1: Yeah. And to go off of that, she kind of, Emily talks about sort of defining multi-potentialite as someone who has many interests and has many passion projects and, and doesn't have one specific, you know, field of work that they're doing. So I know that she had experience in filmmaking and in and, and law and she sort of felt like those things, though seemingly unrelated, you know, how can you combine them? Well, number one, you can. Number two, you don't have to. Yeah. So you can, you can have all these different interests and do all these different types of jobs and make it work. Um, and I, and the community that she's built sort of, I think is inspiring to both of us because it shows you that there are other people out there who are feeling this way. Um, and how society sort of kind of asks you, kind of begs you to say, pick one route, just, just say, oh, I'm going to go to law school and be a lawyer rather than saying, why don't you try all these different things out and see what you like, and maybe you'll like a few of them and decide that you want to do more than one thing.
0: Or like Lily, be a transcriber, social media specialist, <laughs> uh, translator, photographer, anything. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And that's, like, maybe it's not
1: sustainable for a long time. Maybe it is. Like, yeah. who's to say it's not? It's true. And for me, the, the fear of committing to something that I'm not sure of is greater than the fear of never having that one thing. Because I don't think... I don't think everyone is is built that way. I I sort of enjoy doing all these little different things. And I know that I want to go into the helping field and do sort of more like of a psychology related career in the future. But who knows what that could be combined with? Like right now I'm doing all these different things and I'm enjoying that.
0: Yeah. I think that's also another fear that I had, which I was really empowered to know that that Emily, the TED Talk speaker, she had this fear that, if she commits to one job, then like, she's going to be missing out on kind of follow through, like following through on some of the other passions and interests that she has. And I really, really connected with that. I have so many interests in so many different facets and areas. And I was like, I, I want to try to explore those options. And I think uh, one way of overcoming this, if that's a fear of any of yours, like Trying to find either a career or a passion or a hobby that incorporates some of your interests. I think it's scary thinking about doing one thing for the rest of your life. And of course, not all jobs are like that, but a lot of jobs are limiting in kind of what you can do. What you can do. So one one way to to overcome this this fear is trying different things. Yeah, I was just
1: thinking that. Yeah, it's sort of trying to get as many things under your belt and even if you don't know what you're getting into you learn so many things like I'm sure you can for attest sure to that you had no idea what you're doing at first no, no, nobody does for sure like and I had
0: I had this one client or sort of client maybe a client not <laughs> whatever that's that's another that's another story and they're like oh do you do graphic design I was like uh n- not really but like I can try kind of and he's like yeah okay <laughs> like try and it was, it was definitely, um, it, was, it was a shit show for sure. But, um, you know, I tried it and now I can see that it's an area that I would really like to learn more of. And, you know, I had that opportunity because of that. And if I would have been like, no, I'm scared, like I can't do that, then I never would have had that opportunity to realize that I want to learn more. Who knows? Maybe in 10 years, I'll have a job as a graphic designer, you know?
1: And going off of that, these are all skills. Talking about fear, the fear that you don't have enough knowledge or enough training in these things, graphic design, you know, copywriting, social media management. These are really all things that we learned, for the most part, at least on my part, not through education, formal oh, education. yeah, no. You can take courses online. There are plenty of free courses, um, which we'll provide some links to. Yeah, But- you can learn it's, all these things. Yeah, like on we your own. we
0: learn this stuff just by trial and error. And you know, a lot of a lot of things that I wanna maybe do one day is like I'm really interested in writing. I spend hours every night writing and it's taken me eight hours to write one paragraph before. And that's <laughs> that's that's uh
1: that's sad. <laughs> but um But not really. But it's not right. you know, I have
0: improved my writing skills so much in the last two years just because it's like Okay, I wanna be better, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. So yeah. that original fear is like I can't read. Who, yeah. who am I? You so know, just, I just get
1: started, right? Just get started. Yeah.
0: Even though it's it's scary and a whole nother fear itself is starting. Mm-hmm. Starting itself. Yeah. Helps you overcome that fear. Yeah. So I don't know if that makes sense. But uh yeah.
1: and when you're writing that first sort of proposal, which we'll get into in later episodes, but or when you're trying or to that first whatever it may be. Whatever yeah. it might be. Yeah. Or your first book. Like Carly's working on a book that she's she's beginning to write. And when you're going back to that idea of fear, like whenever you want to start something, you just start, you know? And yeah. I love the quote from The Alchemist, which is when you want something, the universe conspires in helping you to achieve it.
0: Yes, love that. That
1: kind of just always makes me think of like the world is abundant enough and that especially living in a big city, but even if you don't with the internet and, and you know, being con- so connected to everything, yeah. you can make things happen. And it's crazy how much people will trust you to do things for them that yeah. you didn't even know you could do. But just getting started and just writing that first paragraph for your book or writing that first email or drafting an outline, you know, you have to just get down to business and get started. Yeah, like... I
0: think a lot of things with my fear for say writing is, and I think a lot of people who are aspiring writers or bloggers or copywriters, whatever, Mm -hmm. is that they they need to be perfect. And I'm I'm definitely not a perfectionist, but in, in some things I am, and as are as are many people. And it's like, well, I can't I can't go on writing this until this one sentence is perfect. And yes, it's, it's, it's obviously great to aspire to have a perfect sentence or whatever. I was listening to this one podcast called Your Creative Life. I know it's, I was listening to it on Spotify. I'm not sure where else. It's not like a super popular podcast, but I was like, I need some inspiration to write. And it's all these writers who are interviewing other writers and they're like, how did you overcome that fear? And there was one, there was one writer and she was like, I just committed to writing 100 words a day. Or at some point, a thousand words a day. And I was like, oh yeah, that's not that hard. A hundred words a day. That's mm-hmm. that's a few sentences. But if you commit to writing a hundred words a day, in ten days you have a thousand. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I started doing that and now I'm on page 16 of my book. That's amazing. You know, it took me the last year to write a, a paragraph because I was so scared of, of failing.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: I started and... I mean, maybe I'll still fail, but you, you don't know unless you start.
1: You can't fail when your expectations are low. Yep. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> no, too. but but really like being hard on yourself and being afraid to do these things. And I, it helps to like really question like, for example, like when you're writing that paragraph that took you a year to write, what am I really afraid of? I don't even know where this is going to go. Yeah. And like at our university, we both went to the University of Florida and we had a speaker come who was actually – um, the creator of Humans of New York. And he. Misses Talks. <laughs> it was really interesting. We, you know, he came and talked about his journey and how he had failed in sort of the finance industry and he had nothing. And he decided to go follow a passion. And at first, it wasn't glamorous and it wasn't like, oh, I'm just leaving my job and going to do what I want to do. And it took him a lot of hard work and and he didn't have really a steady secure life for a long time and he had no idea that humans of New York was going to evolve into what it did so kind of the idea that i was trying to circle back to here was that he basically said he didn't know that the humans of New York that we all read and love and follow today it didn't that's not what it looked like when you first started right so what you're writing what you're doing what your what your job is right now maybe it's it's not forever it's not solidified and that's another thing
0: is nothing in life is permanent
1: impermanence that is a huge thing yeah we could we could do another podcast on that yeah (laughs) i mean
0: it's good and it's bad just like everything else there's pros and cons but when you know that nothing's you know even if you get this amazing job, that's not permanent either. You don't know. You could get laid off. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's a little more secure than having a client who can't afford to pay whatever, but nothing nothing is certain.
1: Mm-hmm. As much
0: as we want to believe that or not, nothing is certain. You can't not do things because of it. Yeah. So again, going back, it's, it, you just have to start and you don't know where things will lead you. When I, when I got my first client and I just was talking to them and I was like, hey, let me do your social. That could have lasted for a month and that would be like, okay, no. And it didn't. And it's it's completely spearheaded my entire career. And that's just because I was like, okay, yeah. And I understand that not everyone is like that. And I'm not always like that either. But you, if you can strive to say yes to things and just start things, then you can only progress mm-hmm. and you're going to fall on your face. And it's like Lily said, it's not glamorous. A lot of it is not glamorous. Some of it is, you know, it's, Four four fifteen. I have not left my apartment or my pajamas. <laughs> so that's glamorous. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, a lot of it's not, and you have to know that going in. It it all it all it all helps you grow. And what's life if you're not growing? You know.
1: Yeah, and it's all about your priorities too. Like, you could be someone who really likes the security of a job in whatever industry it may be, and you like that they manage your 401k, and they manage your paycheck every two weeks, and everything is all set for you. But I think for us, it was more what we value more is the freedom of being able to be in control of all of your own things, even if you do have to sacrifice that sort of ease and and manage these things on your own and deal with a lot of things that... Uh, you know, people who have these kind of set jobs don't deal with um, and deal with an influx of clients versus, you know, having no clients at some points. Uncertainty, impermanence, fear, all kind of bundles back into one. And it's...
0: It's a crazy kind of cycle and system. But when you realize it for what it is, I think it's important to, to put in perspective and realize right. that, again, some things are more secure than others, but nothing is ever really secure. Yeah, nothing and nothing
1: is promised.
0: Yeah. And then, but just real quick, like I want to talk a little bit more about the fear of kind of financial security. I didn't, it wasn't as big of a problem. You know, I was really lucky. I, I knew that I had my parents' my parents' house to, to stay at until I figured figured it out. And I know a lot of people have that option. Some people don't. But for the people who do have that option, it may not be ideal. It's still looked down upon for some reason to stay with your parents and like, yeah, it might seem like you don't have your independence, but you're establishing your independence because you're figuring out a path that allows you to be independent. So even if you're, you know, not making enough money to live somewhere or you're still living at home and you have to, you know, walk the dogs or whatever it may be, it's, it's all, it's really not that bad. I mean, of course I love my parents to the best. It was great. I had my dogs, whatever. But if you have that option, don't think that you don't. You know, like, yes, it's not glamorous,
1: like we were saying, but there, there, there are, there are options. Like, yeah. And it's, it kind of helps go, like you have those, if you have those options, but sometimes you have a mental block kind of stopping you from thinking that they're there. It's good to just write everything down and say, this is, these are all the people that are supporting me. These are all the things that I, these are all the friends, these are the family, these are the people I could go to for advice. These are the places I could stay. These are the options I have. And even if it seems crazy, if you if you found out about some, you found out about some kind of eco retreat in Guatemala that needs a volunteer. I mean, yeah, there's co working spaces. Write there's, it down, yeah,
0: yeah, and also the kind of like Lily was saying, and we'll do a whole episode on side hustling and other opportunities to start making money, whether you've started a full time job or not. There are so many things like. If you needed to, I'm sure there's a coffee shop near you that you could work at to give you mm-hmm. some more money.
1: There's Craigslist. There's You can you know, sell things on
0: eBay. You yeah. can sell things on Amazon. You can join what's it? Uh,
1: Task Rabbit. TaskRabbit Upwork. Wag, are, yeah.
0: I mean, there's a million different little ways to make money. We'll do a whole episode on saving money too. Things sometimes that we prioritize spending money on, you can be saving in the long run to help to help spiral your career or your passion or whatever it may be. Yeah. So know that there's always options, even if it doesn't seem like it. Because I think that is a big part of fear is lack of options. That, that's what it was for me. Yeah. And for a lot of people, it seems like there are no other options. When in reality, we live... We're really they, fortunate. We live in a world where there's there's so many options.
1: Yeah. Or, But for me, it was more of like the fear of too many. Like you're, That is... Yeah. There's so many options. There's so many options that it feels like you don't have any options. Yeah. It's, an, it's kind of a paradox. Yeah. It's like there's so many different directions to go. Which one should you pick? Can kind of change your mindset to think of that as something more positive. Yeah. yeah. And like, wow, I have all these opportunities. Why not try them and see, you know, yeah. don't don't be hard on yourself for not picking one thing and sticking to it because what you're sticking to is you're really committing to trying things that you you're interested yeah. in and finding what you like and maybe finding 10 things that you like.
0: Yeah. And that is overwhelming also. But like she just said, if you just try it, you know, so say it's like, oh, you know, Photoshop. It's
1: I really want to learn that. Well, I didn't realize I was going to learn it when I started getting into photography. Maybe you're, it's time for you to start a side hustle or to start pursuing this passion project or or something that you like or that you've been thinking about but feel like you haven't had the time or the you're not equipped to do. I think a good thing to think about, write about it, journal about it, talk about it with your family and friends is, is the fear of staying where I'm at right now greater than the fear of trying something new and kind of going off into the unknown. Yeah, I think that's
0: so so valid I mean it was relevant for both of us and same with Lily the fear of staying at her job and feeling really kind of stuck was bigger was greater than the fear of also the uncertainty so you know I don't know we have one life to live why not (laughs)
1: like Hilary Duff's song why not T V T. yeah no but finding inspiration in all, in all these different places and and sort of realizing that there is so much out there can be overwhelming but also a very positive yeah. thing and
0: right. more importantly no you're not alone you know when yeah. i found out i wasn't alone it was everything
1: and speaking of that we really would like to hear from you guys about what you wanna what you want us to talk about, if there are certain topics, if you have questions for us, we'll answer them for you.
0: yeah, like we really appreciate all the feedback that we got. and any question you may have is not stupid. I'm sure we have thought of it at some point or haven't, but need to. yeah, so please, if you liked it, if you didn't, if you want to hear something new, tell us, we actually just uh, created this new website, which we're really excited about. So it's WTF are we doing It's still very much in the work. So, you know, if yeah. you want to give feedback on that too, go ahead. Yeah. We're not website designers, but again, we tried it. We're learning.
1: <laughs> yeah. And we actually have a, a little contact us section up there where you can leave any comments, suggestions, criticisms, feedback, or potential topics that you want us to go over.
0: Or, you know, we've met a lot of other entrepreneurs in our in our in our circles and social networks for people who might want to be featured on a podcast or be interviewed or interview us or whatever if you're interested in that let us know we're open yeah. to pretty much everything again this is really new for us but
1: we're really really excited and if we can just inspire one person that's that's, that's it that's yeah. it so and as this podcast evolves like carly mentioned we are going to be introducing some interviewees and some different like reviews on books and blogs and and programs and things like that and
0: again, very more kind of tailored, specific themed podcasts to talk about, you know, money management, time management, defining clients, hustling, finding clients, some of the the main struggles and success stories and mm-hmm. things like that.
1: Of adulting on your own terms. <laughs> yeah,
0: because I mean, that there's a whole lot of aspects of adulting that let's be real, it's just not fun. <laughs>
1: yeah, and none of us have it figured out. <laughs> but exactly, exactly. So
0: that's that's it for today. Thank you again all for listening and for sticking with us and supporting us. It means the world to us. And uh,
1: we will catch you guys next week. Bye.